Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Exurgat deus disipentur inimici eius, et fugiacio derenteum a facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. It's interesting because I just got done watching a video for the, from the Remnant, remnant-tv.com, for those of you who don't know, where Michael Matt's talking about how the teachings in the church are getting swept away by progressives. So, as if to pour a little salt on the wound or to offer just a touch of hope in what seems to be a hopeless world, I have this article from Zero Hedge. Headline, Pope Francis bashes gender ideology, calls it dangerous. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangeli, defende nos in proelio. Contra nequitiam et insidias diaboli est opraecidium. Imperatili deus suplicis de precamur, tuque princeps militae calestis, satra maliosque spiritus malignosque ad perditionum animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum de trude. Amen. Cor Iesu Sacratissimum miserere nobis, Mater Dolorosa, ora pro nobis. Beatis Carolus Domo Austriae, ora pro nobis. Sancte Peter Dami, uh, Petrus Damianus, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facim tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est, in nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. From the article... Pope Francis told journalist Elizabeth Pique of the Arge, uh, Pique of the Argentine newspaper La Nación, Gen, quote, gender ideology today is one of the most dangerous ideological colonization, and argued that its woke proponents are naive if they believe that it is a path of progress. Gender ideology at this time is one of the most dangerous ideological colonizations. It goes beyond the sexual. Why is it dangerous? Because it dilutes differences and the richness of men and women and of all humanity is the tension of differences. 
Francis said in the March 10th interview. Despite being celebrated as a progressive religious figure, Francis has consistently adhered to orthodox teaching regarding celibacy and sexuality. He has attributed the global push for transgenderism to people who, quote, do not distinguish what is respect for sexual diversity or diverse sexual preferences from what is already an anthropology of gender, which is extremely dangerous because it eliminates differences and that erases humanity, the richness of humanity, both personal, cultural, and social, the diversities and the tensions between the differences, close quote. Francis reiterated his po- opposition over the last 10 years. In 2016, he said, Quote, today children, children are taught in school that anyone, that everyone can choose his or her sex. Why are they teaching this? Because the books are provided by the people and institutions that give you money. These forms of ideological colonization are also supported by influential countries. And this is terrible. Close quote. During a January interview, Francis emphasized that homosexual relationships shouldn't be considered a crime and condemn laws that unjustly penalize homosexuality. Still, he maintains his opposition to toxic transgenderism. Several years ago, the Congregation for Catholic Education released a document on gender ideology explaining it is nothing more than a confused concept of freedom in the realm of feelings and wants. According to the paper, these theories aim to annihilate the concept of nature. Notably, we find ourselves in agreement with the Pope. And to, expand, and to expand on this woke agenda, it's nothing more than to destroy the family unit so the confused have no choice but to be supported by the state. In reality, the family is crucial, is a crucial support system for individuals and communities, and plays a vital role in protecting its members. Short article. Very short article. The Holy Father comes out and says this, and then he comes out and talks about decriminalizing homosexuality. They do this actually pretty much the same way Republicans do this. So as of right now, with the, with the way the Pope is talking, the Pope could be a Republican right now. And think about it. Have you heard that much of a difference from a set from even fiery Republican Senator Josh Hawley? Francis is a Republican right now. Now, that's telling given the fact that Francis is also an avowed communist. He has said so himself that he is a communist, that he believes Christ was a communist. And so Francis communist that he is, is right now in agreement with Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and Josh Hawley. And I'm putting him in that camp on purpose. As a reminder that Catholics are not Republican. To be a Catholic is not to be a Republican. To be a Catholic is to be a Catholic. It's not to be Democrat. Pope Francis has only actually caught up. Like with what he's saying right now, Pope Francis is a Democrat from the 1990s and the early 2000s. 
now Pope Francis is a Republican. Because by 2008, Pope Fran- everything that Pope Francis has just said is basically the same thing that a Republican would have said in 2008. So, Pope Francis is probably the most American, American conservative. I really didn't think I was going to go bashing American politics right now, but given the fact that I just read a letter, that I just read an article, that was an interview with the Pope where he just basically explicitly says something that has been on the tongues of Republicans for the last 15 years. And none of what he said actually has anything really to do with Catholic Church. Like, look at the way he's going after it. He's like, well, you know... I mean, he's speaking of, and the best part, he's speaking about it in a communist way. It's the most, it's one of the most dangerous ideological colonizations. Ideological colonizations. What the hell does that even mean? That is most definitely commu-speak. That is Ingsoc, straight out of Orwell. But what he's talking about, he's not talking about gender ideology being an offense against God. Not explicitly. To deny how you were created is to deny the creator who made you. And this is actually true for people who self-identify as homosexual. Well, I was born this way. No, you weren't. You were wounded into that. You weren't born this way. Oh, I think I was born in the wrong body. No, you weren't. You were made exactly the way God intended. To deny that is to deny that God had intent. To deny God altogether. To commit an offense against God. Oh, but the dolphins do. You're not a dolphin, bruh. Well, monkeys, you're not a monkey either. It takes a human being to go in and conduct an experiment with monkeys to teach them the concept of an economy. And the first thing that monkeys do, as soon as they have a concept of economy, boom, prostitution. Now, If that's your stick, shtick, then maybe, I don't know, maybe you individually are a monkey. But I know that humanity is not monkey. Although we quickly descend to that, and worse, without God. Oh, it was beautiful, scrolling through Twitter, and I see this picture, and there's some conservative what's-his-nuts on Twitter with a picture of a cathedral ceiling going, what's it going to take for us to be able to build things like this again? Point blank, God. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take adherence to religious faith. Not just any religious faith. Because the Muslims, they kind of have an artwork that's kind of cool looking. It's like, wow, that's very compelling. But it's nothing compared to Christian art. Nothing compared to the art of the Renaissance. Nothing compared to the art of the Middle Ages. 
nothing compared to the icons of the quote-unquote dark ages. Nothing like them. What's it going to take to be able to build structures like this? It's going to take faith in God. Because when you look at all of the structures that were built without faith in God, um, the Shard in London, any of the newer buildings, I mean, seriously, the new World Trade Center, what is that? It looks like a prison facility made into made into a skyscraper. Why do I say it looks like a prison facility made into a skyscraper? Because in Atlanta, there is a prison facility that is a skyscraper. Oh, but they build these wonderfully tall towers. Who cares? It's tall. It's a block. It's a shiny mirror. Oh, okay, cool. It's a mirror. Great. But do you know what is a beautiful tall building? The Chrysler Building. The Chrysler Building looks like if, like if, uh, what's his face would have actually just taken a half step to the right, rather than a giant building as homage to his own name, it would have been a cathedral. People look at it, oh, well, the Middle Ages, that, that was those were the Dark Ages. Really? Because if we got some of the most beautiful construction came out of the Middle Ages, and not just the, some of the most beautiful construction, but for crying out loud, a bunch of Muslims had to go through France and burn a whole bunch of the medieval construction down because here we are a thousand years later, and it's still standing, and it's still just as beautiful as it was in the beginning. You know what it's going to take to build beautiful structures like that again? It takes the belief in something greater than yourself. But it takes that belief in something greater than yourself on a moral and theological level. It can't just be any God. It has to be the God that gave us both life and eternal life. The God that became man, willing to die for us, takes belief in that. It takes understanding what it takes to do something like that, and then understanding what you owe a God who did something like that. Because now you not only owe him for your creation, but you owe him for your redemption. And those two gifts are both infinite and cannot be paid back, and so you may as well just dedicate everything that there is to it. And it's a funny thing, because as soon as you start to do that, not only does the world make sense, but the world immediately becomes beautiful on a level that you never thought possible. People around you immediately become beautiful, because now in them you see the very image and likeness. So you can choose to go to that higher plane, that that you can choose to dedicate yourself 
to something infinite, to something eternal. You can choose to, you can choose to surrender everything that you are to the one thing that has your greatest good in mind. <clears throat> or you can be a communist. Just like every Republican, just like every Democrat, just like every American. And I just so I just sensed some hackle. I'm not a comic. Yes, you are, dude. What is the core ideology of communism? It's materialism. Understand. <clears throat> For those of you who don't know, who maybe are just popping in and out from time to time, I'm an aircraft mechanic. Actually, right now I'm a project manager. <clears throat> I work at an aviation company. We service airplanes. We peel them apart. We take out all the broken pieces. We repair the stuff that has damage. We replace the broken pieces with new pieces. We put them all back together. We customize the interior, at least for the customer that we're working for right now. We repaint their airplane. When their airplane leaves, it is nearly as good as new. As if it, nearly as if it were as fresh off the factory floor. High-class interior, beautiful paint job, good running engines, all the systems are good, etc. Excellent aircraft, beautiful aircraft. If I thought for a minute that this was all there was, I could be, you know, somewhat happy. Do a great thing. Flight is an act of hubris. And I don't just provide flight. I provide flight in class. If I believed for a moment that that was all there was in the world, the material, if I believed for a moment that all there was was what we can do, the marvels that we can create. If I believed that for a moment, this life honestly would not be worth living. And I make decent money. And I work at a good company. And our customer is a great customer. And the service we do is amazing. But it would not be worth it. it. Would not be worth it. If I didn't understand that even what we do, that little act of pride that we do when we when we send out each of these airplanes, and these last few weeks, you probably noticed I haven't been on the air quite as much. These last few weeks, we've worked on a lot of airplanes. 
For most of the last several weeks, I was actually running two projects at the same time. My company has delivered three airplanes in the last two weeks, which is a monumental undertaking. This upcoming week, I've got another airplane coming in. It is my next project, and I'm still only about halfway done with the one I'm working on now. Monumental undertaking. And we're going to succeed at it. We're going to put out a gorgeous airplane, a flawless airplane. It's going to happen. With this customer, it's their seventh, it'll be the seventh airplane that we've put out for them doing all of the work that we're doing on it. And it'll be the third one that we put out um, with, the, with the new Wi-Fi mod and all that. First in the nation for satellite internet on an airplane. And it means next to nothing compared to transcendent reality. The idea that we were each made in the image and likeness of God. The fact that I'm here as a result of a plan from a creator who cared enough about me to die on a cross so that I could remember him and know that in him is my peace. In him is my comfort. In him is my salvation. In him is all of my joy. And don't get me wrong. I love airplanes. I am an aviation fanatic. But airplanes are not God. They're just stuff. God is God. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I've been to the depths of degeneracy. I've been to war. Things that, things that basically could be described as the pits of hell on earth. I have been regarded as both a superhero and a villain. I was the wayward son. I was the prodigal son. Still a little bit prodigal even today. But we're not talking about emotions when I talk about God. I mean, don't get me wrong, I do get emotional. But when we're talking about God, we're talking about transcendent reality, we're talking about real things. We're talking about facts. We're talking about history. We're talking about people. The prayer to St. Michael the Archangel, the, the appeal to Our Lady, the Mother of God, begging Christ in His Sacred Heart for His mercy. These are real people. Beatus Carolus Domo Austriae, and Blessed Karl of the House of Austria, Karl, Habsburg, Karl von Habsburg. Holy Roman Emperor, a blessed in the church. Real people. Real history. Real things that have happened. Transcendent realities are more real than airplanes. And I can see, taste, and touch an airplane. I don't recommend you taste an airplane. You might get skydrawl in your mouth. <clears throat> so to say that I'm not anchored in like the physical reality, the material reality of this world is obviously not true. When I start talking about trans transcendental reality, when I tar start talking about God, about his creation, about, about the history that he has given us, the divine revelation that he has, everything that he has revealed to us from the Ten Commandments to all of sacred scripture and the, and the traditions of the apostles handed, taught to them by Christ himself and then handed down by them to their successors on throughout history. All of these things are real. The whole point behind the moniker, Caleb the Mechanic, is to be a reminder that when I look at the world, I'm not looking at the world from some theoretical book learning thing. My dumbass walked all those paths. 
I've walked the path of death and destruction. I learned that the Catholic Church is the one true faith because I learned how not to do it by doing all of the things that you really shouldn't do. And like a mechanic, there are things that work and they obviously work and there are things that don't work and they obviously don't work. And there's room in the middle ground, what we would call the intermittent fault, where sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, where you just got to kind of noodle it out a little bit more to figure out if it works or doesn't work. So having walked all of these paths, when I look at the Pope talking about one of the most dangerous ideological colonizations, the only reason why he's referring it to the, referring to it like that is actually because gender ideology, that transgender nonsense, is a fruit of the United States of America. And he doesn't take any moment to hesitate when he gets an opportunity to throw eggs at the United States of America. It goes beyond the sexual. He's right. Why is it dangerous? Fundamentally, the next sentence should not have been because it dilutes differences in the richness of men and women. Why is it dangerous? Is because it denies the existence and perfection of God, who by his very thought is keeping all of existence in being. You're denying the existence of the one who is managing to hold together the atomic structure of every atom by his very thought. Do the math. Look at an atom and ask me, just look at it and go, how does that actually work? If it's not God actually physically holding it together with his thoughts, with his spoken word. Because when you run the numbers, the garbage that they say, oh, well, it's this and it's that and it's the other about atomic gravity and this, that and the other, it's garbage. It's made up gobbledygook. We have all of these things, all of these concepts. They say, okay, well, it's going to be like this and it's held together like that and we've got gravity and blah, blah, blah and this, that and the other. And you run through all of the scientific garbage and as, and as an aerospace engineer, as well as a freaking AV aircraft mechanic, I can tell you, that there's a certain beyond when they start coming up with crap where it is actually just crap. Where they're coming up with these words and you look at them and you go, really, that's what you came up with? <clears throat> you know, you sound like you're talking out of an episode of Star Trek right now. You just word salad. It doesn't actually mean anything. You can't explain why it happens that way. You just know that it's repeatable and it happens that way. But you also can't synthesize it. You can test it again and again and again and you come up with the same results and that's cool. But you can't replicate it. You can't do the thing that is currently happening on that level. On the contrary, when it comes to gravity, though, I could actually clump a whole bunch of dirt together and eventually do something that causes 
a change. Those things are repeatable. Those things are within our ken. Some of the other stuff, oh yeah, we're doing this. Oh really, that's how that works? Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure that answer is no. We can't come up with an explanation why DNA in action, when you're actually looking at it, looks like an entire major metropolitan metroplex with highways, couriers, heavy machinery. And we can't replicate it. Oh, we can take, we can break a piece off over here and plug it into a piece over there and create a coronavirus, but we can't replicate what's going on in, inside, the, inside the nucleus of a cell. And we can't explain, honestly, how evolution went from amino acids to a major metropolitan metroplex. Just, and now we have life. Well, maybe it was this or that or the other. Again, sounds like you're making stuff up. Occam's razor actually looks for the simplest explanation and the simplest explanation for the existence of life in the universe, particularly on the earth, is God. Well, we could have evolved. No, actually, we couldn't have. We have this thing, it's called entropy. We've got a special word for it. It's entropy. And what entropy is, is that something starts out in this high-speed, shined and polished new condition, and then over time, it wears out. It erodes away. It degrades. You want proof of this? I've got the easiest proof. I want you to go out and you buy a brand new car, fresh off the showroom floor, and then just park it in your garage. And don't touch it. For nine months. For a year. For five years. For 20 years. Tell me, does that car suddenly evolve into an F1 McLaren? Or did it entropy into a rust bucket with busted hoses and rotten plastics? Did the paint start to peel? Did the metal start to rust? Did the tires degrade? Or did it magically turn into a supercar? You know, you went to the dealership, you bought a Toyota Corolla. 20 years later, after, with it just sitting in the garage, boom, you walk in and it's a McLaren F1. Does that ever happen? Or does it take an outside influence to go in, open up the hood, change all the hoses, flush out all the fluids, repair everything that got damaged, polish off all the rust, primer and repaint? New tires, new brakes, new whatever. And there are things that you were able to preserve. Again, you put it in a garage so the paint job's not going to suck. You kept it out of sunlight so that so the interior, like your seats aren't going to decay and degrade or sun fade or anything like that. That's cool. If you kept the ultraviolet light out and you didn't have 
fluorescent lights in there, then chances are your tires are going to be just fine. But you still got to change out all the hoses. You still got to flush all the fluids. You still have to do all of that. You probably, hopefully kept it, you know, while it was sitting in that garage, you know, it was relatively moisture free and maybe you didn't get corrosion on any of the internal components. But guaranteed, guaranteed, if you left that car in that garage for a thousand years, for a million years, you would not go from Toyota Corolla to McLaren F1. But somehow, they want to say that life, despite the fact that a newborn baby's skin is as perfect as it's going to be, and it's as decrepit as it's going to be when, when they're old, despite the fact that you very obviously degrade over time when you're living, and not just you, not just me, but your dogs, your cats, your squirrels, your elk, your moose, your dolphins, your whales. This is true 100% of the time across life. So despite the fact that we're constantly degrading, that we're atrophying, that we're suffering from entropy through the course of each of our lives and our species collectively, they want to try and tell you that we evolved. I'm sorry, that's just dumb. That's the dumbest idea on the face of the earth. And the only reason why they want to come up with that is because they want to pretend that despite the evidence to the contrary that looks them in the face every time they put their ugly mug in the mirror, they want to pretend that they get better over time. Well, dear family, even the word smart doesn't come without pain. And as smart as they think they are, they're really not because they haven't suffered nearly enough to fully understand the nature of life, their own or on a macro level, on that existential level across, across the cosmos. Because they can look at this world and see that everything degrades and decays over time. How do you know? Well, let's see. Do you own your own home? Have you had to replace shingles on your roof? Have you had to redo your roof? Have you had to bring in a plumber to work to to work on the pipes in your house? Have you had to repaint over time? Paint the outside, wash off the dirt and the dust and whatever, repair the deck. Patch up the driveway. If you get better over time, then why do these things decay? Why do they degrade? Why is it that even forests need management so that they don't completely decay into oblivion and annihilate themselves? Oh, but there's bunches of fresh and new life. Ah, uh, yeah, most of those are parasites. Let's be real. Oh, but you got this diversified biosphere. Yeah, that's actually, like I said, most of those are parasites. Because if it was such a new and lively and living place when you went into the jungle, it wouldn't be dangerous. 
It's that environmental movement that actually started us calling good evil and evil good. Where suddenly forest management wasn't a thing because you're gonna impact the biosphere. Okay, cool. Let's take you at your word for a few minutes. Oh, crap, it's wildfires and mudslides. Okay, done taking your opinion. Because we could do what we're supposed to do and not have the wildfires and the mudslides, or we could not, and the world becomes more dangerous. I would be more willing to believe that God put us here specifically to be stewards over the earth. Oh, wait, he actually straight basically said that in the first chapter of Genesis. Go forth and multiply and take dominion over the, over the earth. Be fruitful and multiply. And bring the earth unto your dominion, un, under your dominion. As if we were here as a form of control. As if we were a planned part of the biosphere. As if, here's an idea, God was God and he knew what the heck he was doing. Ideological colonization. I've never heard a dumber phrase in my life. And that's the Pontifex. Pontifex Maximus Francis. Wonderful. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, save us from what the Jesuits have become. Oh, there's another example. You look at what the Jesuits were at their founding, and then you look at them today. Ah. <sighs> Not even close to the same. And no, the Jesuits didn't magically turn into a McLaren F1 either. So kudos to the Pope for bashing gender ideology the way a Republican would. The Pope is now actually on the same moral level as Josh Hawley. Or Matt Gates, Or Lauren Boebert. Or Donald Trump. Congratulations, guys. The funny thing is, Zero Hedge actually published this article like it was a win. Like, see? Even the Pope. <sighs> if you only knew what it meant to be Catholic then you would look around you and you would say, what is this crap? Pull up your pants, put on some freaking clothes. Get your tongue under control. Lift something heavy, do something real. Here's an idea, pick up your cross. Because as a really great musician, <clears throat> In his song, On the Cross. You're either on the cross or you're banging in the nails. That's it. Those are the two options. You're either on the cross with our Lord or you're banging in the nails. Thank you, Enoch. You guys can actually find him on like Apple and YouTube. It's E-Knock, like knock at the door. 
I would highly recommend it. As a Gen Xer, I'm partial to hip-hop. And he's good at it. Catholic. Some of, the best mu- some of the best music I've heard that I really wish was coming out when I was growing up. Anyway. I think 40 minutes is enough for a jaunt down Zero Hedge, Zero Hedge Lane. I do actually go to Zero Hedge a lot because they do a lot of stuff on, the, you know, well, pretty much everything going on in the world. These guys do pay a lot of attention. They're just not Catholic. If they were Catholic, maybe they come out with some smarter stuff from time to time. Anyhow, pray for the church. Pray for the nation. And remember, you're either you're either on the cross or you're banging in the nails. Those are the only two options. There's nothing in between. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.